He who fights monsters should see to it that he himself does not become a monster. And if you gaze long enough into an abyss, the abyss will gaze back into you. Frederick Nietzsche You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots, I'm Lee Hole. And I'm Lee Esses. We are talking about one of my favorites as we get a little bit closer to Halloween. It's a little different from a week ago when we talked about the descent into madness. This time we're talking about the descent into villainy. These two often can go hand in hand, but not always. The one thing to remember when it comes to this kind of story, if you are wanting to write a character who starts out as a hero and descends into villainy, it is not about the circumstance, it is about the choices that they make along the way. These circumstances can inform their choices, but your audience as the readers would not be making the same choices because they're good people. Overall, the sorts of choices that this character is going to be making will change from Act 1 to Act 2 to Act 3. In Act 1, they are going to make very similar choices to what the reader would make when they are faced with certain circumstances, with certain options. This version of the character might be a little bit naive. They're definitely an idealist. They're the character who's going, killing people is wrong no matter the circumstances. They're making huge blanket statements that we want to agree with, but we know that this is also going to change. They are going to face those times where that statement is going to be seriously challenged and they're going to have to re-examine how they view the world. They will eventually start morphing into the doing the bad thing, but for a good reason. So I'm going to kill them before they kill my dog. It's not necessarily a good act to kill the person, but it's better than the alternative. And we are in line with those choices still. A lot of the times in Act 1 as well, they are still good. They are doing good things, but the powers that they wield don't look good. So he who fights with monsters, people keep asking, aren't you the guy with the evil powers? He does a lot of things and has the ability to do a lot of things that a lot of people look at and go, that's not right. That's not good. But he's using all these powers for good for now. Also in Act 1, you have another character introduced who is possibly the actual hero of the story. Someone who is opposed to your main character and who is going to be making the good choices throughout the story. The choices for the betterment of society, no matter what. This is very much your Obi-Wan and your Anakin, where you have Obi-Wan, who is the actual hero of the story, even though Anakin in the beginning is introduced as being the one who will bring balance to the Force. Act 2 is when things start to get a little more questionable. Things that might be a debate, things that the reader may fall on this or that side of the choices that the main character is making. Something that I would be cool with, but Lee might not be. They also start to recognize the sorts of choices that they would make may not be the ones that other people would make. It's that phrase where the hero would let you die to keep the world from burning, but I, I would let the world burn to save you. And that is part of this progression where in that second act, 
the people who this character cares about, they will go to unreasonable and quite deadly lengths to protect them, to save them. And they often do these things and make these terrible choices because of loyalties. We get why they would pick this side of the trolley problem because the other side means losing the Mancer character that they just fought to save or whatever. These loyalties to other people are in some ways holding them back and in some ways beginning to fracture because of the choices that the main character is making. They're holding on to these things that they're desperate for too tight and that begins to crack in their hand. At this point also, the society starts to turn against them. The Jedi Council doesn't recognize Anakin as a master because they see how things are turning and how he's starting to change. So they aren't going to grant him that title, even though they'll let him sit on the council. Those jokes in Act 1 start to become serious. He actually has evil powers. I don't know him personally, but this is somebody that we might need to be afraid of. Also, at the end of Act 2, the true hero that we're comparing the villain to, if that character is a friend, they turn against them. Or if it was a friendly rivalry, it becomes serious. It becomes deadly serious. You've chosen against me. Now it's on. And that brings us into Act 3. This is where that character is finally making active choices that the reader would not make. Even if the reader may understand why they're making those choices, it would still be ones that were like, nope, that is, you have crossed the line here, sir. Your main character thinks that they're justified in these things that they're doing. We need to wipe out humanity in order to save the planet. So let's just wipe out half of everything in the universe. Or there cannot be good without evil. You need to have something to compare this person to. Fine, if you want this person to look like a hero, I'll look like the villain. I've already been called that since Act 1. I'm going to wear it like a mantle now. And they will often call who they were before the ideals that they held to so strongly naive. And they will say, the old me would have died. The old me would never have made it this far. They never would have gained the power that I have because they held so strongly to unreasonable and false beliefs. But I know better. I know better now and I will do whatever it takes to accomplish my goal. The ending is often a callback to Act 1 where they meet up with the true hero of the story, the good guy, and have this ultimate conflict. This is one of those stories that's fun because you know this conflict is going to happen, but you don't know how it's going to fall out because part of us is completely invested in this main character and you want to see them win. Part of us wants the good guys to win because that's how a happily ever after works. So this conflict with the hero when they used to be friends or they were friendly toward each other, that butting heads is where it all comes down to. And you're proving just how heroic he is and just how truly villainous your main character is. You do need to decide early on how this conflict is going to play out. This is one of those things that you need to foreshadow towards whether or not the main character is going to win or be defeated by the real hero of the story. 
And there is often a, the world is a better place, denouement, happily ever after kind of thing, regardless of if your villain main character or the hero wins that final conflict. Because in some ways, your main character was right. They took out somebody who was even worse because it needed to happen. Fine, if you want me to be the villain, I'll be the villain, but this person needs to go. They may not have gone about it in the right way. They might have wiped out half of a town in order to hopefully kill this person also. Not a good person, but there is something settling after that final conflict, because that's how we know the story is over. There are several tools you can use along the way to help this progression make sense and to feel natural within your story. First and foremost, you absolutely need to have those shoulder angel characters. You need to have somebody speaking for good and speaking for not so good. Your mentor character also being the influence for evil can be a good way to go about this. Where your hero turns on their friends, the mentor character was right. I knew from the beginning, he said this is how things were going to go and look, this is how things went. And often that childhood friend, someone who represents naivety, will be the voice for good in your story. You can also have a pet the dog moment. We've talked about this before, but it is that moment to allow the character to feel real, to feel human, and to be immediately liked. You want that kind of moment at the beginning of the story, and then an equal opportunity for that at the end where they make the other choice. Having your main character be liked in the beginning helps us stay on their side throughout the story. And that's something as simple as John Wick is going to kill 17,000 mobsters because one of them killed his dog. We like it, we get it. This character has a great sense of humor and he's constantly referencing 80s pop bands. Cool, we like it, we can relate. Something that we as audience members can connect with and like about the character even when he's doing the most despicable things. Another thing to keep in mind when you're writing this descent into villainy is how society views them. How society frames their actions is crucial in making sure that they slide toward villainy. This can be a very difficult thing to portray. So one of the best ways you can do that is to use tertiary characters who recognize the character. And in the beginning, they will recognize them as, oh, you're the one who did this. That's when you bring in the shoulder angel characters to defend whatever choices the main character did, even as the society is starting to disapprove of whatever it is they're doing. And have those friends change as a response to the main character's actions. They might become a little less naive. They might stay the course and try to fight for what they believed in initially. Those loyalties get tested, especially during that second act. And they might fracture. They might stay true and become a villain with your main character. All in all, I feel like this descent into villainy does not get enough love. So if you write this, please let me know. Check out our Discord. I will be fascinated to read at least snippets and give you feedback of your story because this is so much fun, especially when it's done well. So indulge those darker urges. Give your character excuses to be evil. And when you sit down, write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 